On November 26, 2013, the Internal Revenue Service issued final and additional proposed regulations regarding the net investment income tax. Today, I would like to share with you an analysis of real estate investments and the, and the net. Basically, from a real estate perspective, you're going to represent passive investors where the net will apply. For example, a lawyer owns 20% of a building totally unrelated to his practice, um, earns rents of $100,000 a year. The net investment income will likely apply provided his income exceeds the threshold of $200,000 for a single person or $250,000 for a married person. Now, there will also be individuals you represent that are, have made the real estate professional election but are not in the trade or business of real estate. The NIT may apply to them. However, a very broad safe harbor is available we'll talk about. Finally, there'll be real estate professionals with a trade or business. Um, those real estate professionals with a trade or business, the NIT will not apply in any circumstances. Theoretically, there's also another area of individuals that are not real estate professionals but do have a trade or business. In that instance, the NIT also will not apply. Now, in the 2012 proposed regulations, in order for the income or gain from a real estate activity to be immune from the NIT, the taxpayer is required to be a real estate professional and the income must have been derived from a trade or business. However, that's changed. The proposed regulations mandated you be in a trade or business. And a trade or business, of course, is defined based on you know, 50, 60 years of case law, including the U.S. Supreme Court case in Hitler analysis in Higgins, uh, Grossinger, again, the Supreme Court of the United States. The problem is these were litigation-prone tests. The AICPA and other groups reached out to the service and asked for a quantitative, objective test rather than a, a subjective test of, of just a trade or business. So due to the concerns of these commentators, the tr Treasury and the service decided to add a safe harbor for real estate professionals. This, this safe harbor basically requires you to have five, be a real estate professional and have 500 hours. I'll come back to that in a second. Um, what Carol Contrell said, uh, she's quoted in tax notes as saying this. I'll, I'll read her quote. It was a good quote. The regulations demonstrate a real willingness by the Internal Revenue Service to see the taxpayer's perspective and expand the scope of the issues to consider compared with the earlier proposed regulations. Now, so the service, what they've done is they've provided considerable relief by creating an objective standard for when a real estate investor is subject to the NIT. A real estate professional qualifies for the safe harbor if they participate more than 500 hours in the activity or participated more than 500 hours annually in five of the last 10 years. So that is the standard. Uh, you have to be a real estate professional and you're going to have to document the time you spend working in the real estate area. Let's look at a scenario. Uh, Brian is an investor in a commercial building rented by unrelated parties. Brian's share of net rental income is $50,000. Brian is single with a magi of $300,000 and has no other investment activities. Okay, if Brian is not a real estate professional, then the $50,000 of rental income is going to be subject to the net investment income tax. If Brian is a real estate professional but does not qualify for the safe harbor, then the 50000 is also subject to the net investment income tax. Finally, if Brian is a real estate professional and qualifies for the safe harbor, 
he is not going to be subject to the net. Also, um, if Brian is involved in a trader business, he, if the real estate is a trader business, he will not be subject to the net investment income tax. So let's go through this again. Um, if an investor is not a real estate professional, so me, for example, I own part of a building, I'm going to have to pay the net. Um, but if someone is a real estate professional but neither qualifies for the safe harbor nor is the income derived from a trader business, uh, then the net continues to apply. However, if you are a real estate professional and you meet the 500-hour test, or if the income is derived from a trader business, then the net investment income simply does not apply. The other area that's changed is self-charged rental income. Under the proposed regulations, in most circumstances, rental income from a taxpayer's property, when the taxpayer rented the property for use in an activity in which the taxpayer materially participated, was going to be subject to the NIT. However, under the final regulations, if rental income is treated as non-passive by reason of Section 469, recharacterization rule, um, the gross rental income is deemed to be derived in the ordinary course of a trader business and is not subject to the net investment income tax. The IRS basically in the original regulation said that even though something would be active for purposes of 469, the regular income tax, it would be passive for purposes of the net investment income tax. Many commentators looked at that and said that that's illogical. You can't have it both ways. The service responded to that. So let's say Beth has a pediatric practice and rents a building um, from, from herself for $50,000 a year. So her medical corporation rents that building, or LLC. Uh, Beth is single with total magic of $200,000, including the rental income. She has no other investment activities. Um, in that situation, she would not owe any net investment income tax. With regard to grouping elections, the final 411 regulations allow a taxpayer to regroup his activities one time. And basically, if you have clients in this situation, um, you want to read these regulations very carefully because uh, this regrouping, it looks like, can occur under 469, 1.469-11 uh, uh, during the first taxable year after 12-31-2013, which the taxpayer meets the applicable threshold and the net investment income tax. Test. Now, uh, we may also, it looks like, I believe we can also make these elections on a 2013 return. Uh, that is not entirely clear under the regulations with the transition from the proposed to the final regulations. But remember, the proposed regulations were reliance regulations. What 469 does, it allows taxpayers uh, to group activities together so that you can get to a trader business or so you can get to uh, basically meet the real estate professional test. In the regulations, there's a good example on grouping. I, I would encourage you to go through that very carefully where it brings activities X and Y together, uh, showing that even though he only had 550 hours on activity Y, he could merge that with the 500 hours he had on activity X. When you move into the world of real estate and estates and trusts, uh, the key issue will be whether, under the Maggie Carter case, you will be able to get to the situation where you are a active trader business or whether you are a real estate professional. Uh, that is up in the air. The service continues to take a very tough line on that. Um, so if you, if you have 
Real Estate and Estate of Trust. Read Maggie Carter. Read the CCA that just came out this year and try to apply those to these new regulations. On behalf of Weinberg Information Services, this has been Bob Keebler discussing the application of the net investment income tax to real estate investments. Thank you for joining us today.